Let's drone out. So I'm trying, I mean, I'm trying to meet as many people as possible in a realistic way, which I think I haven't really figured it out yet how I'm going to do it. But I know that I'm eventually going to get to where I meet people online. Because I, I don't know if you guys saw the video that I posted on Rotor Riot that said, like, visit me now or whatever. No, so, I mean, well, yeah, so I essentially mean, I just go ahead. Over here, we had, I mean, there's the International Drone Day, which is initially set up by David O'Neill. And um, it's interesting how much it brought community that was local together. Because in the, you know, it, five years ago, it was much less common than it is today. And it was quite interesting how the community, even in local areas, starts to form based on the passion of flying, mostly uh, multi-rotor stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it's quite interesting how the communities have developed over the last few years for that sort of stuff. But, um, I mean, in the south, there's a dedicated flying park and stuff. So there's quite interesting developments in England of what's happening. And we've always been a bit more in, on the commercial drone side of things. It's always been a bit more lax and sensible than yeah. what we've had over there. So, well, we're looking to maybe get some flights over, so we might be able to help you in your adventure. Um, so set up a crowdfunder. Yeah, I mean so that you would might pay for your tickets. If nothing else, you could choose where you go. <laughs> that would help. So, like, I didn't even think about that in the beginning because I kind of. The whole thing is, is I originally, I I have an idea of what I want to do, and I'm trying to figure out my affiliation with Rotor Riot because everybody right now thinks that I like get paid by Rotor Riot and I like have all this free time and I just sit around and I go fly and that's like all I do. Um, in reality, I don't get paid and I've never gotten paid from Rotor Riot. The only thing they pay me in is essentially travel costs, my food and lodge when I go places, and if I need a piece of gear, which I've never needed at all, other than like one hat and two shirts or something. Um, I mean, that's essentially what I'm getting out of it. And I'm promoting the website. I'm promoting everything that they do. I'm promoting this lifestyle that they're putting on, which is an extension of what I'm doing anyways, in the, in the hope that in the future um, that I will be able to have a sustainable income based on doing something with Rotor Riot. And now like, it's a little different for me because I am, I mean, Chad, Chad wants everyone to do what they want to do and, and make money at it. And I'm a weird scenario because I can't do nine to five jobs. I've tried them. Um, I've done nine to five jobs before. And I think the longest one I've ever had that wasn't at a hobby shop was like six months. And it was like the most grueling six months of my life. <laughs> and pretty much every other situation involving me and money is, I'm all about like what makes me happy. It doesn't matter if it makes me a lot of money. If I do it and I enjoy it and I make a hundred bucks or I do it and I enjoy it and I don't have to come out of pocket, then it's like that's more enjoyable to me than going and robbing somebody or promoting a product that's just a piece of shit just because I'm getting X amount of dollars out of it, which I see a lot of people doing these days and they're not even making money. And that what, that's what astounds me is like how many people are out there promoting product just because they get a couple motors every six months or something like that. It's like, you guys, there is a place and a time for this super promotion to happen, but right now is not the time. You shouldn't be like, selling yourself soul to the devil because you get a few ESCs. And I understand that there are people that are less fortunate than me to be able to like buy the equipment that I bought. But well, sometimes again, it's even just a discount, even for some people, you know, this yeah. free. It's worse I remember. So I remember the very first 
um, the very first sponsorship I, I reached out to. Um, I, so I, I'll give you a little like like history. Like I worked at Atlanta Hobby, which is this hobby shop that does aerial photography stuff here in Atlanta. And they essentially just sell DJI products. Um, and they have like, it kind of started out as a legitimate hobby shop. Like they had nitro planes and they went into nitro helis and they got into electric helis and they got into electric like DMX or what are the DSMX bullshit, like the find and fly spectrum stuff. And they kind of turned into one of those stores that sold monocode and all this extra stuff in case you wanted to scratch build. And then they started getting into DJI, um, started selling DJI. And then they realized that there was not a market for repairing DJI phantoms because the idiots were buying them and crashing them. And then they had nowhere to go other than to call DJI, which up until recently had the most atrocious, um, customer service, like known to the planet and probably yeah. the solar system. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to fix I mean, your phantom, hit it with a hammer. Yeah, and buy another one because that was really your option. Uh, so they basically opened a little like repair shop, and I kind of got in there like right at the beginning of this repair shop opening, um, and I stayed pretty much all the way up until past the Phantom 3's release. So this was mid last year. I think I quit July 30th, 2015. So I've been unemployed, quote unquote, for the last year um, and some months now. And it's like, while I worked there, I kind of used that work to basically build my flying. So I would sit at my desk, I'd be tinkering with a phantom and I'd also be watching YouTube videos and I'd be like researching like different pilots and I'd be following different pilots and I'd be like, Oh, well I'm going to make a video one day. What camera's best? And I'd be on RC groups, like fiddling through forums, trying to figure out what ESCs to use or what motors to use, what props to use. Um, and this is like really difficult to do compared to nowadays where you just go on Facebook and you look at like one dude and he's like, Oh yeah, here's what you use. This is how you do it. But then no, this is what you want because today's hype train says this. Um, so it's a little different. Like it's more sporadic today. Like if you find one day, you might find a really good setup based on a couple people's opinion. But back in the day, it was like, there was essentially one thing to do. And if you didn't do it or you didn't keep up with the hype train, which was basically one product every like three months, like a new motor. Like it went from 1806 to 2204 to 2206 to 2208. And then back down to 2204, 2300 KV, we increased the KV. And then it went to 26, 2206, 2300 KV. And then obviously now it's like oh, 26, 2600 KV or 2207, 2800 KV. And it's just going to continue to go up until people realize that the battery technology can't handle what kind of, stuff we're doing um on certain rigs like i will i'll preach to most people that five inch and 2300 kv on 4s is like the perfect setup it's the perfect setup for me because Mm -hmm. i fly a gopro and i fly freestyle and i like how responsive it is and yeah i could use more power but in reality you can't get more power without losing something and that's either efficiency or you're gaining weight Mm -hmm. so but when I was working at Atlanta Hobby, and sorry if this is just like a big long ramble, I don't know if this is what you guys want no, or you what. You keep going, mate. Mate, I, I love your old man rambles. Do you know okay. <laughs> I do have a yeah. pipe. I got my tweed, uh, tweed yeah. pants on. <laughs> like, mate, there's a pub behind me. If you ever make it here, we can sit there in the wing, wing back chairs and we can hold up things, you know, like the <laughs> open toilet, CC3. I would you know, love to hold up the open toilet. Yeah, and, they, and they throw it at people, and you know, a piece of sticky offer. 
Uh, and you know, I still you're... have mine. I have my original CC3D, my very first flight controller. I've I've still got my uh, oh god, KK2. Yeah, and I've still got my, my KK. Doesn't everyone yeah. keep their first? And no, since? I gave it away. Multi we flip. Jay, you've got it. In fact, have I? Do you want it back? It probably doesn't work now. <sighs> Sorry, time. <laughs> oh, well, I've got tones. Oh, even better. Yeah, I'm going to burn it ceremoniously. <laughs> you know, and, thanks, Al. You know, we we can sit there and be like these kids didn't know what it was like to fly on Atmel. Um, you know, actually, these were only twelve amps. Sorry. You know, I, I had this thought watching your, your where you had your tiny week through the uh, ninja course at the end, and I, mm. I was watching the video feed, and I I thought in twenty years, maybe even ten years time, people are going to look back and go, "Wow, that video feed was so eight bit." Like, how is it going to change? Five years. Well, probably five. I know, but on that size, that scale. Maybe five to ten. Who knows? Whatever. But it is going to look so dated to future generations. Who will see your ninja video many years from now on YouTube, which will probably still work. It will be compulsory at schools. <laughs> yeah. Like they have, have to, to buy. Have to buy some more spaces. Can you imagine, like the poor kids? Like there's going to be like a, a, a learning program, you know, at college, and you know you'll have to learn about aerodynamics and how like the phases work in ESCs and stuff, and then there's going to be a history bit, and they're going to have to talk about steel, and, like, the poor <laughs> kids that will have to listen to Let's Drone Out. I'm really <laughs> sorry, like, if you're if you're having to learn about steel with us idiots, I'm really, really sorry. Delusions of grandeur there, Jack, I think. Maybe. And I don't really hate Tony. I do love him. But Thank you for the record. For, for the record, for those of you, you know, doing your dissertation on on listening to historical episodes of Let's Drone Out, listen to all of them. Think, you know, look carefully. Does he really love Tony? <laughs> well, I'd say yes. Yeah, he does. You, you haven't. If someone donates a hundred dollars to the Patreon, I've got to take a naked photo of Tony. Oh, great! That will scar me for life. When, when was I informed of this? You have no I choice. I didn't realise we had any sort of dick pickery here. No, we'll cover it with a, a phantom or something. I don't know. <laughs> is, this, is this the sort of time where you start talking about lawnmowers or something? No, yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, still carry on. Carry on your rant. Fucking hell. We always go off the track, but that was fucking way too far. <laughs> yeah, it usually happens. They get delirious. They haven't been fed and they certainly haven't had their medication yet still. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess what I was trying to say is while I worked at Atlanta Hobby, I would just watch videos and I was kind of getting at the point where I started reaching out to sponsors after I felt like I was semi-established. Um, not established to me was like 500 subscribers. And like at the time, Boris had like, I don't know, 4,000 or 5,000 and Carlos was at like nine and that was holy shit. Like he was the biggest celebrity ever. Um and I just was like, holy, okay, well, you know, these guys are, I don't know, ratio-wise, I was close. I was in the ballpark compared to most people that were flying because there weren't a lot of pilots posting videos back then. And I reached out to Richard Shelton um, at MB uh, Multicopter Builders. Do you guys know of him? Yeah, I do, yeah. So he was the first person I reached out to, um, and it was actually a buddy of mine that, 
where I worked with, he's like, dude, you got to see this guy. Richard, Richard's like really, really good pilot. And we, I was like watching his videos and I was actually pretty impressed. I was like, okay, well this guy owns a, he owns a, a store. So, and I think at the time he had some, he had like one or two products. Cause this is usually how it starts out. Like I see something that I want or something that I already own and I want more of. And I'm like, Oh shit. Well, I got to figure out how to get that for free. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> So I basically how people respond to drugs early on as well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar. Uh, and so I emailed him. I was like, "Hey, man, blah blah blah. Here's my videos. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is where I work. And um, do you, would you consider like doing some kind of sponsorship with me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. I can give you like a frame for a hundred bucks. And the frames were like a hundred and thirty dollars. So he's giving me a couple dollars off. And then he's like, "Yeah, I can give you like twenty percent off in the store." I'm like, you don't, you do realize I work at a hobby store. I get better discounts here, um, just working here than I would with you. And I'd have to promote your brand and I'm not going to fly your frames because I like the blackout and your frames are heavy. So ended up like declining that sponsorship, no hard feelings towards him or anything. It was just like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't even close to something I was willing to settle for. Um, because the one thing is, is like, and this is a problem is when people get a sponsorship and then they like go really gung ho on it. And then like a couple months later, they're, they're like, you know, I don't know if I like this sponsor anymore. Um, I'm going to try this. And then they're really gung ho on that. And I'm, I cannot say that I'm not guilty of this, but it's like a more of a real reality where the product actually changed. It's not just because I had a personal opinion. Because basically all of my sponsors, I reached out to them because I enjoyed using their product. And I just wanted to be able to be essentially kind of compensated for promoting it. So like Flyduino, that was kind of a weird thing where I had been flying KISS for like shitload, like a long time. I'd probably bought bought like 40 KISS 18 amps, had about 10 fires, and I was still gung-ho on uh, kiss 18s even though i was having a fire like every week and killing a cobra and a esc and a naze every single time i had a fire um and it was literally random i could like land 15 inches from my feet and the, the thing would just catch on fire but i could crash and fall from like 30 feet and land on concrete and it wouldn't have a fire so it was it was really weird and really spontaneous so and i was still I still believed that they flew the best. So I was like, you know, I don't care if there's a fire. I will pay the money because I know how well it flies. And eventually Chad Noah kind of had an in with Felix, which is the designer, Felix Neeson. He designed the, all the Flyduino stuff electronic-wise. And I was like, Chad, Chad, help me out, help me out. And, like, eventually ended up getting in there. And he actually got me the sponsorship of HQ, too, because he was like, HQ apparently was talking to Chad and was like, what pilots do you think we should get on the team? And that was when they literally got like all of the top pilots at the time. They got like Juz, they got Carlos, they got Tommy, they got oh, Chad, God. they got all these dudes that were just like huge at the time. Um, started selling HQ. Like that was their dream team essentially. And yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff has been just either through another pilot or, or me reaching out to somebody and, begging and asking and saying look i can offer you this and now i think i've kind of proven myself based on i don't even have to really promote the product anymore other than the fact that i use it and people yeah. they see it and they're like all right well 
this guy hasn't changed ESCs in literally six months and his shit flies way better than mine. And I've been changing ESCs like three or four times every couple of weeks because I keep blowing them up or BL Heli comes out with a new version or Betaflight has a desync issue and it falls into a river. I don't There's just like all these little things that if you try to keep up with all the new stuff, then it's like you're, you're just going to be basically chasing your tail and never having a quad that flies and really just becoming a a tech, um, just taking stuff and fixing it every day because you're never going to get to fly. Mm. So yeah, I just thought it was cool that sponsorship kind of, for me at least it, it's, it's evolved over time from me reaching out to people. Go ahead. It's crazy. You also got a journey now with your YouTube and the branding of that and, uh, you know, that's a different aspect as well that is an adventure that people can follow. And I think that's where people sometimes get things back rather than just sponsorship. Um, people also get back from people prepared to put, you know, their lives up on YouTube. And I'll never forget yeah. your FPV of one of your early ones. He said, you know, I don't like being in front of the camera and that people can connect with you as a person, as a flyer, as whatever level, because you open up. And that's essentially another aspect to yeah. Yeah, the, the And that other, was... That was one of the things that I noticed. I was going to say that was one of the things I noticed about YouTube and FPV was no one knew any of the pilots. They were just all these mysterious figures. Like Boris was this mysterious dude that no one knew. Like metal. Yeah, I mean, he is still super mysterious. Um, But, I mean, Carlos, like, he, I would go on on, uh, RC groups and, like, look for posts that he had posted. And I'd like find them and there would be like four sentences at most. And it'd be like, Hey guys, like I'm from here. Like I need to, like, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And honestly, like at the time he didn't even know what he was doing. He was just really good at flying. Like as far as the tech side goes, like the builds and stuff, like I look back on it and it's like, he didn't really know what he was doing. He was just kind of throwing stuff together and it worked for him. Like even today he's flying maze rev five boards because it's something he knows and something he trusts like he's not he's not running all this new crap he doesn't have kiss escs he doesn't or not kiss esc he doesn't have kiss fc he doesn't have race flight um he's just tired of fiddling with crap he doesn't have a lot of time to fly and when he does want to fly he wants to know exactly what he's doing and there's no there's not a substantial benefit from these things over what was there six to eight months ago if you can pilot through the, the negatives, like essentially what everyone is trying to do is they're trying to make a flight controller and an ESC that you can plug in and the stock PIDs fly exactly how you want it to fly, which is never going to be the case. If you take something and modify it and adjust it and get it to the way you want it and it feels the way that you want it to feel, then there's nothing that can compare to that regardless of how well it comes out of the box. And I don't think that's what people understand these days when they're going out and trying all this, this new stuff. They're like, yeah, but the new, I don't know, beta flight or the new race flight or the new kiss stuff. It's so amazing because of this reason. And it's really not, it's not about what it can and can't do. Yeah, I agree. Kiss has some really cool stuff going for it because of the telemetry features like having a having a, a amp sensor our current sensor on each esc and being able to relay that back through either fr, FR sky telemetry or through like a really cheap osd like a a minimum or something that is a really cool feature now they do have some really ridiculous 
stuff going on with like how their flight controller feels. Like I can say that it's the most locked feeling controller that I've ever used. And that's why I use it. I don't, I don't care if my shit looks like butter. Like if it feels good, I can make it look like butter with my stick, with my thumbs. I don't need it to do it for me. I don't need like this special mode that desensitizes the sticks and makes them buttery in the middle or something like that. And you don't need colored anodized nuts and bolts and color matched props and everything. <laughs> oh, I have colored it. I have anodized <laughs> bolts. Yeah. He has, I, he has P yellow. Um, what is it? Props. I have actually some baby puke yellow PDBs to put on my aliens before I leave. When I go to LA. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to, I really want one of those black PDBs for my alien. Uh, looks, looks so they good. do look pretty cool. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard if you like, if flux gets on them, they like end up losing that shine or that sheen that they have, the flat black sheen. But I mean, whatever. If it's going to get it? dirty. Yeah, I, I thought they were matte black. They are matte black, uh, but you know when you you get something yeah. on it matte can be like essentially matte is just an unpolished surface, and when you put something sticky or some kind of residue on it it just seeps into the cracks and is never the same sheen i'm sorry what well in this country it's mostly grass and green things because we don't really get much sun yeah <laughs> i, I uh, just want to lovely summer we did yeah. actually i just want to say that um i uh i've got a place in the uk nationals i think that's what it's called because of kiss esc's 18 amp and uh my only outrage to the kiss 24 amp ESCs is having to flash them because they haven't got the bootloader on them that made me very unhappy yeah but you know having to flash having to flash the firmware once in a year is pretty yeah compared to BL heli pretty real little bitch I mean, I was pissed when I heard about that. When they, we were, I'm in this little like private chat with basically uh, three engineers that work on the software side, and then um, Felix, which is the uh, he's the like hardware and software designer for the Kiss ESCs and Kiss. Oh my God, is there a lawnmower going on? What is that? Yeah, sorry, it's a <laughs> pizza, pizza delivery guy with a cut pipe. Jesus. <laughs> welcome welcome to jolly old England. We have we have a name for them. They're called Chavs. Council housed and violent. So when he makes enough money for his um meth or, or cocaine, he'll go home and beat his girlfriend. <laughs> Dang, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's anywhere Jack lives, not everywhere is like Yeah, that's but... not everywhere, that's just where Jack hangs out. <laughs> or Jack crazy. lives. Yeah, that's your street, man. Yeah, well, his, his street is super posh. It's not at all chavy. It's really middle class neighbourhood, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know where that pizza delivery guys come from. That's a fair point. Done <laughs> <laughs> crack nest. Going back to what you were talking about, I totally agree with Steele's um, saying that if you if you set up your stuff there, you like it. Just keep flying it as you like it, because that's what I keep doing. I want to stick with. Two uh, seven one little bees. I fly with a GoPro. I uh, like how it flies. And a couple of my mates are like, "Oh yeah, you need F four boards. You need to update it to this and this." And, you know, it comes out every ten minutes, and you, people are updating. Oh, this is, it flies so much better. And I just think, 
mate, mine flies good now, and I yeah. go to it, and every time I go to it, it flies the same because I haven't updated it and I haven't had to attune it again. So I just yeah. want to say I totally, I totally agree with that. We cover yeah. that point a lot, and you don't find anyone who's good saying, oh, yeah, you need to do it, upgrade it, buy a new thing every week, do you? They all no. say, you know, stick with your settings. It's, it's only – there's always a certain – group of people with anything technical who just like buying new stuff and making excuses for it mm. yeah. yeah i that was one of i heard that from um chad and he was like stick with it and rc25 i wish i didn't update to rc um 28 because like i am now trying to make my quad feel like that and the only reason i upgraded was because i had the mid um mid power like oscillations where you kind of punch out and you get that quad wobble yeah. but i did that and i still got um you know when you go full throttle on your kiss setup mm-hmm. and you get that sort of like prop wash you've kind of got it a little bit well i've got it really bad because i i don't understand tva hmm. you know yeah, I mean, so if you can do stuff. a tutorial on that where you're just like now, Jack, or Brighton well, Sky Flop. It's funny because if I did a tutorial on it, it would probably just be a sticks video. Because a lot of that stuff, I don't even want to try to figure out because it's just, yeah. it's so ridiculous that I just learned how to fly through it and and not give power in certain particular moments so that it doesn't do that. Because it is really driven on what you do in a certain time and yeah. then where the aircraft is. So, like, back in the day when I used to fly Nase 32s and stuff, um, like, the thing flew like balls, but I just knew how to fly it. And when you know how to fly something that's crappy, um, I don't know. It's like giving a teenager a Porsche GT3 and giving a F1 driver, like, a Camry and telling them to go down a, down a mountain on a curvy road. I guarantee you the F1 driver is going to beat him. Yeah, just because totally. just because he knows what he's doing, regardless of the the tool that he's doing it with, so it's yeah. just more of a more of a feel thing and being able to adjust to what your yeah. what your environment is and what equipment you're using but like there is a point where you just totally get left behind and they add a new feature that you've been looking for, and you have yeah. you kind of have to ask yourself should you know and then and then you do and you know i mean admittedly i've taken photos of all my settings before i do it i keep the hex file there in case i want to flash back to it and it's not working out um but you know yeah i mean i'm waiting for a few more features on a kiss board uh so i can flash it back to beta flight and try that but i'm i'm a very strong believer in kiss eses the the resolution on them is unreal yeah and it's funny how many people will argue that bl heli is where kiss was or is like basically no one ever claims that bl heli is better than kiss they always claim that it's almost as good and that to me is like why do you want to be almost as good and i just had this conversation with uh i've actually you know, get FPV. I've been trying to make a motor with Tim from get mm-hmm. FPV for over a year now. Um, I've been trying to get a pro model motor cause I, I love the 2206, 2350. It's like a really, really nice motor. I use it all the time. It might not be the most durable motor in the world, 
but you know, it makes really good power. It's really efficient, which is very important to me. And it also is light. Um, and I just, I wanted to improve upon that motor some in some way, shape or form. And I've literally been trying to do that for at least six months now, because the whole original thing was I wanted a 2205, 2400 KV. And that just came out recently, as you saw the schizo motor, the purple one. Yeah, with so, the ceramic bearings, man. Jesus Christ. They look lovely. He is a Bones Brigade kid, man. He's such a skater. You know, you don't know the history on that, do you? <laughs> well. That was that was my idea. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was my motor. I actually have motors in my basement that are purple that I had that color custom designed. I had the the ceramic bearings were my idea. Single winding was my idea. 2205, 2400 was my idea. That was supposed to be my motor. And I got it. I have them. They say Mr. Steel on them. And I just didn't like it. It didn't fit what I was using, like what kind of aircraft I was flying. So I just said, you know, I don't, I don't want it. I'm sorry. I don't want this motor. It just doesn't fit what I'm doing. It's a good motor, but it doesn't fit the kind of flying that I'm doing. So... I abandoned that motor and that was when I guess like people got frustrated with me. Like Tim got frustrated because he had spent all this money building his own factory and buying all these motors and having them all anodized. And then I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to sign a contract with you and sell these for whatever amount of money and, and make X amount of money on it. Um, because I don't believe in it. It's not a product that I would fly. Um, because I still like the 22 to six. Now that that was when we wanted to do the twenty two oh six, and obviously, you know the RB on that motor that stands for ripping balls. That's that's uh, I don't know the uh, the the purple motor. It's all the RB series, their new motors. The RB is ripping balls. So yeah, it's supposed to be my motor, not my motor. Um, Schizo really likes it, and he's kind of like that smaller stator, higher KV because he runs lighter setups than me, so it works well for him. But God, uh, there's back no, again. He's back again. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he is delivering crack. No, I think he was tuned into the show. And he thought, "I'm going to get you on the show." Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's me. That's me. What What is your recommendation for? You know, like I I know you you spoke on quad talk and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, you know, like I I you know I'm I'm sending messages to like Impulse RC being like. I love the Alien 5-inch so much. I bought two of them. Um, I love them. I've got this podcast. And, you know, I want to, you know, I want to, you know, I don't want even you to, like, send me free stuff. I just want to, like, work. We can promote you on the podcast and stuff. And uh, no reply from Sean. So I'm mm. calling him out now. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of difficult to get in touch with. Even Sean, they're super busy, especially with the Helix just coming out. Yeah. I mean, it took me, I mean, I'm one of their larger, well, larger name pilots and it probably took me two weeks to get in touch with Sean and then another two weeks to actually get him on a Skype call because I'm actually in the process of building another a frame with him via, it's essentially an alien, but it'll be a little more refined which the alien is a very refined frame, but it'll be even more refined, a little bit lighter and have some integration on the PDB so that you don't have to, and it'll shave essentially. If you know my current setup with the PMP 50 and whatnot, it'll probably shave about, I don't know, 35 or 40 grams off of the quad itself. Mm. Um, 
So just a little bit lighter. Uh, I know my I like a sweet spot between 550 and 600 grams, like I've said before, and I'm right at, right at 600 right now. So um, I don't know. I might not like that, but I may end up doing something else, like running a bigger motor or something and pushing it back up to six. 600 grams because that is kind of like a, a nice weight to have but yeah at the same time at the same time it's just like to get someone like that he's just super busy he is running impulse rc now so to get him on the phone is like calling the president of a, i don't know of fucking sony not really but you know kind of that way in this industry Mm. Cool. Can, um, we got Neil Neil Cody in the chat wants to give away an Invader patch to um, someone in the chat. So, can you, Mister Steele, pick a number between one and uh, twenty-one, and just randomly say it now, and we can give a patch away from uh, iDrone. iDrone, really 13. good company. Thirteen. There you go, number thirteen. You have oh, got yourself a uh, Invader patch so we'll work out who that is in a minute and send you that so thank you neil from iDrone. yeah yeah he sells um the video aerial systems and antennas and they are amazing you know yep. you you run the uh blue beam didn't you yeah i run the mad mushroom on my i'm still yeah. i ran it from the very beginning and i still run it today yeah i i, I run left hand because i'm left-handed so uh that's terrible why i don't know i don't have a reason they just don't they just don't make the blue bean or the mad mushroom in left hand they only make the air screw yeah or not what, what is, not the air screw the uh what do they call that thing air blade air blade yeah now now they make it but only with the cover that i have to jam in my vice and then take the cover off yep and i then, do that <sighs> It's the worst, man. I miss the original ones without the cover. Please yeah. start making them again. No one wants the cover. God damn you. I'd be I, yeah, I know Alex has gone a little crazy with his Duraspec stuff. Yeah. But like, who cares if your receiving antenna has a cover on it? I don't want a 30-pound antenna on my head. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like a fucking tumor. You know, it is a tumor. No, no one wants it. And put it on freaking RJ45 or something so it's semi-rigid or RG45, whatever the coaxial semi-rigid coaxial is instead of that RG316. I think they're on 316 now or 315 RG and it's like, it's just like stupid. I mean, it might have better. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he does it for a reason. I'm sure he has a reason behind why he doesn't use a different coax cable. But... I don't know. A loss. I don't know. I mean, he's running um, chokes. Nobody else runs a choke on their on their yeah. antennas. It's it's just a ferrite shield, isn't it, to stop the linear leakage? I think. Yep. I think that's what it's for. Yeah, it's right at the base of the some of the antennas. Obviously, some don't have it, but some yeah. do. Well, see, Mister Mister Steel knows all. Mm. Um. Oh God, what was I going to ask you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a nerdy question because you run the. <laughs> Where was TBS, that? Sorry, uh, Matt, Yeah, you run the TBS Crossfire, and it's not legal in this country. Mm-hmm. And also, the conversion rate means that it's like bloody two hundred pounds, which is like five thousand uh, dollars in your weird money. 
Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know how it says it's self-healing? Is that only with the GPS? I don't understand. How does that work? What is this witchcraft? Kill it with fire. <laughs> self-healing link? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I have trouble with Crossfire here in the southeastern United States, so I don't run it uh, here. Um, I always bring a receiver with me, and I bring the transmitter with me so that when I'm in a location where 2.4 is not ideal, I can swap one out in the field um, and use Crossfire. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's a great tool, but I don't, I don't condone using it every single day. I don't think it's worth the battery consumption or the, the risk of – obviously fucking people up on that band yeah because it is a ham band and a lot of people don't have their ham license they don't understand that there are things around that are running on 900 or 868 or whatever you want to use obviously it's not even legal in your country so no it's the mobile phone network on 900 and i know uh i know miss mr banister over there loves to use it so he's obviously being really legal but it's okay he can't go to jail yet he's only like 14 (laughs) 12 uh, well, down every time you speak to someone yeah he's, he's criminal responsibility now he's just he's i just actually heard i think he's actually 16 isn't he yeah i didn't know i didn't think he was that old which, which means he's, he's old enough to have sex but not old enough to get a drink in this country yeah but yeah. the only good thing and then now he's 16 he's gonna start looking at girls and then <laughs> just go totally off quads and then we might start winning stuff yeah. yep yep <laughs> and then Mention Kim will come in and take him over. Yeah. Great. We are so off topic. Welcome to Let's Drone Out. Well, what was the topic in general? What drone is it supposed to be? We're droning out. If, if we, get, if we yeah. get three sentences away from drones, at least one of Jack or Tony will get a bit gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's fine. I don't mind. No, it's cool. In Belgium, you can drink alcohol at 16. Nice. <laughs> That's uh, Lemon. I like that name. Erwin Lemon. So Lemon. how many people are listening live right now? Who knows? It Apparently 21 on the chat. And I don't even want to click my YouTube. Someone someone click my YouTube. I'll see if I can do it. Oh, man. I, I'm dreading it. 49, 50 people. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah, man. You, you're bringing in the crowd. Uh, they're just like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah. Can you put um, in a good word for Trappy for me and sting a swarm? They're people I do want to talk to. Why do you want me to put in a good word for Trappy? Like what? Why do you I have can't any get a hold of Trappy. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I nag him every <laughs> other day. Why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Funny. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to get in touch with him about? Uh, to come on the show, have a chat. That's it. That's all oh. I want to do. I'm on the same mission as you, man. I just want to record people so that they, the kids, when they're learning about dronos in school, they have to deal with this. Oh, I love, I love just yeah torturing them. That's right. They won't have schools in the future, but they will plug something in their ears and just learn everything at once, yeah. possibly through a recording of us. But yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, uh, trapster is a hard one to get a hold of unless you, Trap unless them. you got. Yeah, you got to basically trap him or you have him on a, what is it, WhatsApp and you just fucking blow him up in the middle of the night because he's always awake at like 4 a.m. for some reason. Yeah, I, 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 I've got WhatsApp. I can do that. Totally. <laughs> I can I can deal with it. If I got the rare unicorn that is Boris B to speak to me, then... I actually just spoke to Boris like five minutes ago. 
and yeah. I haven't in a long he I think so I sent him a video like in May and he replied on September 5th <laughs> and then I just replied to him like today I think so, that's really I, nice you know like when people used to write letters in the olden days so yeah fun. it takes years yeah. for it to happen <laughs> yeah um Speaking of olden days um, things, um, everyone has to go out and buy this month's drone magazine because there's an extra long feature on Tony. Yeah. Question. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Buy it, Tony. Uh, Question on the subject of the law, how has the registration worked out on the US seeing as the EASA are threatening it here for now? Aerospace registration. Yeah, how's, how's the registration worked the, out? Yeah, for the FAA. Yeah, the sex offenders yeah. register for owning a drone. Uh, I don't know. We're getting it next year, apparently. It seems. Um, I mean, the registration. I I think the registration portion is a joke, honestly. But um, the we have this thing called the one hundred seven part one hundred seven. Oh. It's like our commercial. Yeah. Usage for no, drone operators. That we've had for ages, but we don't have the um, the registration thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. What yeah, do you guys how... have to do to get your commercial licenses? For commercial, like, how... you go, you go and get trained by an organisation licensed by the CAA, and it tends to cost the wrong side of a thousand dollars. But what do you learn? Yeah, how to look at the annoying maps. Uh, okay. Who not to fly into, and please go and ask permission, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it is. I haven't got a thousand dollars. Does that mean I'm completely screwed? Is this hobby no longer for poor people? No, 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 Because no. the 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 registration for the hobbyists in the US was like five dollars or something. It wasn't it was free much. in the beginning. It was free for a bit. Yeah. 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 Well, but so then, the registration no. side of it is, I think not very useful because the only real way you could ever yeah. have anything useful is if it crashed and someone found it and then that you they look your number up and if it's like on the white house lawn or something then you're in trouble that's so that that's is really the important. only reason that's ever really the thing in the minds of the lawmakers isn't it you know yeah. it will crash but, i mean if you this. could write any old number on it or, or you, someone else's. Or not put, you know not put I mean? the sticker on it, Jack. Not put the sticker on it. It's the so, yeah. It's funny because when I was at Nationals, you're supposed to write your registration number on all your quads. And, I mean, I'm not doing anything for commercial use. So, to me, when I start doing commercial use, obviously I have – I mean, I just passed my 107 yesterday. Oh, Which you have to do for FPV, apparently, now. Mm, all fly with no. a when you're with well, a if you're flying, that it's for commercial only. The uh, the 107 is. Yeah. The 107 is like the B up. So what do you have to do for it over there then? Uh, it's essentially you have to know. It's a 700 question pool, and there's 60 questions. You go take a test. You essentially need to know how to read METARs. You know, need to read know how to read TAC and sectional maps. You need yeah. to know like all of the weird things that the FA wants you to know. Like there's four types of attitudes that they don't want you to be like machoism and they want you to know the difference between machoism and like someone that's impatient oh that's hilarious like that is invulnerable they have all these weird terms that are like you know a four-year-old for asshole 
Yeah. It's like if you're being a dick, you're not allowed to fly your drone commercially. But hang on, they ask you, are you a dick in a for, in like a questionnaire? And you go, no, I am not a dick. Yes, and then you get three out of the four questions wrong, even though there was only one question. Which is kind of the subset of a private license. for. It is very similar to a private pilot license, yeah. yeah. About, the only difference, and it's funny because since the questions are so random, it, I actually studied, I mean, to me, being able to read sectional maps and understanding like the, like, the frequencies that you need to communicate with to get air traffic, um, like to understand where traffic is or to, uh, the CTAMs, I guess, where they basically say, look here, this is a com, this is a com frequency that you would use to just like say, Hey, I'm in the area. Can I go up? If you're, if you're trying to get in touch with a tower or if you just want to know where certain planes are, and whatnot. So like all of that stuff, if you're doing it commercially and you're near an airport, I can see it being uh, a real, like a real reality where it would need to need to be done. Now, for the most part, I don't think that it's that necessary. Like if you go out on a shoot and you're in the middle of the Moab desert or something, you probably are in class E or G airspace, most likely G or E. And if it's E, you're probably below your 700 feet or whatever that you need to be below to be to be legal so you don't need to call anybody um so a lot of that stuff is just trying to maintain this log record of your aircraft which is so yeah that that is so funny to me because i don't even know what i'm gonna do like every time i crash and break a prop i should be logging my logging it so that sounds um, very similar to the UK then. The difference oh is in the UK, if you get the frequency of a local airfield and air traffic control, you're not allowed to use it unless you've passed the radio module of a pilot's license. Yeah, you're expected anyway. to just phone them up. Yeah, use the telephone instead. Yeah, yeah. No one's, no one's going to answer though, because no one cares. No, they do. It's, no, if you're flying near do, a they do airport, and have they will actually answer, and they're usually grateful that you tell them that you're flying nearby, and that's how it works. But if you're in the middle of nowhere, yeah, yeah, the US does have a lot of G, a lot of empty space, whereas yeah. you know here we've got Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that oh I God. live in, I think I live in uh, in B right now, or if not that, I live in C. Like I'm like really close to an airport. There's an airport probably I don't know two miles from my house. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm within that ring of the yeah. first surface to whatever um, sea level. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm close enough uh, to London City for DJI to get upset. I think. Same here. I'm like a mile away from Gatwick. I've got a question. Uh-huh. Um, some people were worried that whenever there's a drone sighting, that the police would go around the nearest registered owner. Has anything like that happened? Nope. No, drones drones are so like passe here. No one cares at all. Uh I think I've literally been asked to leave maybe 3 times in the total of 2 years that I've been flying and usually it's very non-confrontational. People are just like, "Hey guys, I'm getting a complaint from my manager or my boss or the people I work for in some way shape or form saying that the drones are usually like someone will complain that they're walking their dog and their dog is scared or something stupid. Yeah. Um, and so dog, yeah, dog people always use the dog to say what they think. Yeah. The animal is somehow 
this lady it was so funny one time i was out flying with like the atlanta crew john and kevin and this lady actually walked she like walked i watched her she walked from probably i don't know a quarter mile away directly towards us and was like just the dog was just chilling like just walking along didn't care when she got right next to us there was completely other paths to take she just took the one towards us Um, when she got near us she actually started freaking out saying that her dog had heart problems and that we needed to land immediately or the dog was going to have a heart attack so i just was flying at the time so i brought it in and looked at her hovering a couple inches off the ground and then just punched out like right next to the like probably five feet away from the dog just because the dog didn't give it the lady was the like person freaking out for no reason at all and i I just very similar thing at the weekend myself i was flying um admittedly the big one the the mind spire around a lighthouse um on a, a on a hill lighthouse on a hill mm-hmm. in the lake district um and some woman walked a very long way you know she could see it was happening i'd already got i got permission of the guy running the place and all the rest of it and she came up and loudly started complaining having walked several hundred meters to yeah. get there uh oh yes this stone is terrible really annoying my dog and the, again the <laughs> dog was just there looking at it that's for sure, but you know, probably only working out that he wasn't going to be able to eat it. Yeah, and and I thought, no. Oh. And everyone else was really happy. Everyone else had seen it that week and had been like, you know, oh, can you send us the photo? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. usually people like that, I almost get confrontational with them because they are just being assholes. Um, and I want to. I've got that teen angst still at twenty six, where I just want to fucking punch people in the face when they're being does not go away i'm 37 (laughs) so yeah i mean there was it was hilarious the last time i actually got really mad i have it on video i was flying we went to this random furniture store and in front of the furniture store there's like a bunch of these basically frames of frames of buildings but they're all lined up and i was power looping power looping them in a corkscrew like they're all I don't know, 20 by 20 by 20 or 20 by 20 by 10 like style buildings with little, and it's all framework. It's not, it doesn't have anything um, covering the roof or on the walls, but they're just lined up. There's about 10 of them and they're all different colors. And I was power looping them back to back to back in a corkscrew formation, like going just boom, 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 like all the way down. And I saw this dude walking out of the store. There was no one at the store. It was literally completely empty dude walking out like on his phone like he's calling the police or something so i knew he, i knew he was calling the police i knew he was fucking coming over to yell at us at the back of the parking lot almost a half a mile away um so i just started circling him um, <laughs> and they, don't, they don't like that no he didn't he didn't like that at all he came over came over and uh like i'm calling the police like okay what are they gonna do tell us to leave please call him. And he's like, I'm writing down your tag number. I'm like, okay, please be my guest, please. And I just basically gave him the middle finger the whole time. Not not literally, but you know, like that's my tone of voice with him was fuck off, dude. I'm not harming anything. This isn't your property. You're leasing it. Calm the fuck down. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, Officially, the Let's Drone Out podcast does not condone this kind of behavior. Well, okay. I, had, I, had, I had the poppy incident, the dog that apparently ran and and chased after my friend's drone because it was flying. 
Um, the the thing was that we'd ran out of packs by the time she came over, and she it, like it was clearly our fault that she hadn't trained her dog, and um, and yeah, like you know, she's like, you don't understand, like you know, the the hassle you caused, and we're like, we're in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere, hanging by the mm-hmm. trees, flying really low uh-huh. through the trees. And you guys um, always go out of your way to not be in, you know, in anyone's way, do you? Yeah. It's not like you fly in the town. Or... Yeah. No. And, and then because we, we'd run out of batteries, I was like, fine, well, uh, let's help find your dog. And she, you know, she didn't have a leg to stand on then. So we went and we had a look and the dog came running back late, you know, later, but you're completely knackered. And then she's chatting and she's, and then she said like the dog ran off in that direction and it was the complete other way. Do you know what I'm... I find I find oh. if you take a spare set of goggles or a screen, yeah, people who, who are angry normally come round to it and then start saying, hey, man, this is bloody cool, look. And then you stick a set of goggles on their face and they end up loving it. Yeah. So, you know. I just picture, like, this guy that can't even barely speak going, just, like, basically, <laughs> that's how I picture really intense English people that, uh, that, when they get yeah. excited. <laughs> I try not to picture English men. Yeah, you do so, it all the time, Adam. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know whether anyone wants to post in the the chat and stuff about the Kickstarter crowdfunding. Oh yeah, it's falling get off the guys. Get, yeah, get you guys over here. But yeah, you'll you, you can. Does anybody in the chat have any questions? Are there things yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Questions, please. Gabe said I got told off whilst flying in a pri- private field by some posh twat. So I buzzed them with my <laughs> wing when they walked away. Run, <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. Damn. You're a gobshite. Get it to them. Yeah. Uh, can we, like Leo Whitfield said, can we please schedule your flying time? Um, and, um, and Leo says he'll see you in Ibiza because he's managed yeah. to get a ticket out there. So yeah, can... I've heard the Ibiza thing, actually. I don't even know. I know I'm going according to Rotor Riot, but I don't, don't know when or what's happening. But. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk about the the whole traveling the world thing because, like, obviously this was the original plan, and I don't. I think we got it off topic before I even finished the idea. Was when I, I was talking about in the beginning when everything was different for me with Rotoria and how I can't hold a nine to five job, and like everyone else is different. Like Tommy's growing up in the, cor- the corporate world, working um, in California. He is a, he had a really high paying job, and he just recently quit it, and now works at. Um, works at Rota Riot as like basically the coordinator and manager and he works for Lauren International, which is basically the owner of Rota Riot, which is just a large rubber extrusion company that buys companies. Um or or that's one flight test was sold to and Chad ended up working there because he sold his he sold flight test and um Chad, uh, what is it, Capper yeah. uh, I forget his cap capstone, stone cap. Yeah, so he sold it to them, and they liked the what his work so much. They wanted him as just like an advisor there. Then he started Rotoria and kind of so it's like all within one company. So that's who's kind of funding. That sounds like someone lost a finger. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, um, Smokey said, "Bird watchers, I have a problem with." And then Leo said, "My neighbor hates me." I'm loving <laughs> the questions, guys. <laughs> but um yeah so it's essentially tommy works there now and he gets paid like a salary chad is eventually going to work there when he gets his visa worked out but all of this stuff is already planned and carlos is kind of one of these guys he's already making great money and he doesn't need to work for rotor riot 
and he loves what he does. So they're, they're, he's not really a huge priority as far as getting on immediately because he loves what he does at DreamWorks. So it's like, you know, you're not going to drag someone away from something that they love, mm. um, especially but with a pay cut. <laughs> so um, anyway, so my whole story was like, how do you, how do I get paid to do this? Because I do a lot of work. I do a lot of promotion. Um, and yeah, I do get flown around and stuff like that, but it's usually all for promotional stuff for Rotor Riot and making episodes and whatnot. Yeah, I get to have fun, but at the end of the day, like I need to be able to put food on the table. Like I can't just go out and have fun all of my life and then not, not be able to feed myself because I go out and have too much fun. So that was the whole thing with figuring out what the hell I'm going to do. And I'm always constantly trying to figure out things that I can do. And one of my original ideas um, and I kind of thought like after watching FPV for, you know, almost a year and a half and seeing how exclusive people were, like no one knows who Boris is, no one knows who Carlos is. And then, um, Rotor Riot comes out and it kind of gives us a face to like four pilots that people don't really know. And they kind of know them. Like if you based everything off of Rotor Riot, um, you would kind of get a feeling for the guys. Like you understand a little bit about Tommy, you would understand a little bit about me, but honestly, like when I watch Rotor Riot, I actually... I'm a completely different person when I'm on road to riot for some reason. Like very rarely am I, am I actually in my own um, shoes? I would say like, I'm never walking. Cause I, and it may be just the way that it's edited. Cause I am that way when we're together, but the way that I see that it's edited, it feels like I'm not the same person that I usually am like in my vlogs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of realized after watching a couple of road to riot episodes and saying, look, I, I mean, I'm like that, but I'm not, I can see where people are taking this in a wrong, like a way that's like I'm shy or something, or I, I don't do certain things or I'm defiant. Like, yes, I'm defiant, but I have logic behind my defiance. I don't just randomly go up and say F- people and like fly around them and circle them and stuff. There's usually a reason why I do that. And the way that it's portrayed um, on some of the episodes, it was just like, I'm this defiant young teenager that just hates the world. So, um, and I started watching vlogging channels. Like I stumbled upon this guy named John Hill. That's a skateboard vlogger. Oh, and I've watched I his channel. And Dude, yeah, check I, out, check out Braille skate, man. It's so funny. They, um, yeah. definitely you can get some ideas for that. Like people, they have these things called like, uh, you make it, we skate it. And yep. yeah. yeah, I, oh, it's so good as well. Cause you could do that. Cause like we had the let's drone out games and, um, someone made a Tupperware quad, and I think that would be something really funny. Where like yeah. this Tupperware quad was like, you know, completely waterproof, had a servo tester, so it had like a little windscreen wiper, and they were <laughs> flying it out in the rain. And um, it was I brilliant. Think that would be quite funny. You guys like, you know, drilling some uh, uh, some alien arms to an iPad and flying an iPad and stuff. I think that would be really funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, just watching that and understanding that people really like personality and they like it's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like so many, this generation is so many people in this generation are getting away from TV that mm. it's more along the lines of what entertains people these days. Cause everyone's on social media every day. So like, what are they doing if they're not watching TV and what they're doing is either they're watching YouTube or they're scrolling through their social media, Facebook yeah. or Instagram looking for content that's like that excites them. And I kind of look at YouTube as like a way to basically be like a Netflix original series, but it's never ending. 
So yeah. like if you go on Netflix and you want to watch a show and it's like, all right, well, there's like six seasons. And once I'm done with those six seasons, it's like, wow, yeah, okay, that was cool. I want another one, but they ended mm-hmm. it. Um, well, this is like a documentary that never ends. You get new content every day or new content every week. And it just, you never know what to expect. There's no, there's no like uh, promotion for it. It just kind of pops up, you watch it and it's like someone's life. And if you, it's sad to me, but it's also intriguing how so many people like watching other people do stuff. So it's like, you know, and it, it might just be an inspiration thing. Like, wow, this guy is like, makes a lot of money or this guy has a lot of fun. He does a lot of extreme things or wow. It's almost like, um, people's lives are boring. And I think like, it's it's like you can choose what you want to watch. You know, the TV puts on, this is what you've got to watch, but YouTube, you can choose what you want to watch. You can choose who you want to sub to, you know? Yeah. I think it's also the inspiration that people get from other people's stuff that they do. more. Yeah. For, For me, um, you can tell me to fuck off still, by the way. Um, I had this other podcast and I'm like you. I, I, I listen back to that podcast and I kind of play a character, which is an ex- like more eccentric version of myself, which I don't Not mind. Him. It's kind of, <laughs> I know, I know that that person is in me and it was my way of like coping with doing this like first podcast project because it's kind of weird like having this microphone stuffed in your face and mm-hmm. you know you don't want to give out like your personal details and like give away sort of like a part of you or like it's a good way to like defend yourself because people like people will make up this sort of their vision of who you are yep do you know what i mean because like if you look at chad at the beginning he was you know he's a lot more shyer and stuff in in wrote a riot but now he's kind of become more like you you know he's wearing the the shark hat he is giving his um opinion on like the the, the he's always been stuff. like that he just yeah. never was voicing it and there there's yeah. a good reason because i think if you don't have if you don't have credibility what you say doesn't matter so yeah. um, a lot of people i see this a lot where you'll see a guy come out of nowhere he'll post in a group he has no one knows who he is or what he does or maybe he has like I don't know, 300 subscribers on YouTube and he's posted like 40 videos and he's an okay pilot, but he comes out and he posts that this is like the life changing thing. And like, yeah, you're going to have people that agree with him because they've done similar things, but you're going to have a lot of people that disagree with him because they don't trust his credibility. And that's what I think needed to be built first before your voice actually means anything. And Chad and I were kind of in that same boat. Like in the beginning, Carlos was there. (laughs) Oh my God, man! Sorry, dude. <laughs> that was literally like the mic in your mouth. Yeah. Welcome to Let's Drone Out. Oh, that hurt my ears. Yeah. Was that you, Jack? <laughs> no, my <I'm> nose. <laughs> We've got quite a uh, quite a lot of um, uh, questions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Go ahead. Da Da Davine says, "Question, Mister Steel." Uh, hashtag Predator the Penetrator. Peter I, I the think Pinochet. I can answer this. Yeah, Peter the Trinitarian. Uh Tyrannus antenna mod, do you just use a pigtail with an SMA 5DB antenna? Yeah, probably. Yep, that's it. Just solder <laughs> on it. 
Sorry, That's that one. Bill Lawrence asks, um, after going from six-inch um, blades to five and increasing the KV, what does Steel think is next? Um, more power. <laughs> more power, a lot more, more battery well, power. The, the idea is that you want it to be small, light, nimble, and I think we found the sweet spot for weight. And I don't see there being a, a change in like weight as far as like, obviously you can get lighter, um, but you lose some of that durability. And the whole point of these things is you can go out and crash them and nothing happens. Mm. So until either material changes to where we can get something lighter, better, maybe like a higher grade carbon. Um, but people are going to want to, sp- they're going to have to spend more money, which is like probably not going to happen. Um, I don't see it really changing anything drastic until maybe the battery technology changes probably in the next three to five years. Obviously we can, you can tap out battery technology just like 5% or 2% every year. Like I will say that when I first tried a th- an SMC over a Thunder Power, which I thought Thunder Power was the best batteries on the market. And then I tried SMC and I'm like, wow, this is a really nice battery. Um, and I've been working with SMC guy, Danny, for like almost uh, six to eight months now trying to get another battery to come out. And he came out with the 1400 Extreme. Um, and it's a great battery, but Thunder Power came out with the battery around the same time. They're Adrenaline Series, um, and it's lighter. And I honestly think it's, if it's not as powerful, it's just slightly under. Like I think the 1400, since it's a bigger battery, can handle a little bit more amp draw for a little bit longer so it's like a better racing battery but for me like what i do the old smc or this thunder power pack are really the ones that i see myself flying like i i fly those the 1400 right now but it's just i can tell it's not it i don't have as much confidence in it as i do with other packs as far as control just because it's a little bit heavier um and i don't know it just doesn't feel the same as like a lighter i like something that's 15 grams lighter which people are like no you can't even feel the difference but i can put on one pack and i fly a certain way and i can put on another and i fly a certain way so um have you flown the um new seven inch quad from tbs i have not i've been telling trappy to send me one but the problem is is since crossfire is kind of a bust down here in the southeastern u.s then it's like what am I going to do with it other than fly around for 10 minutes or something <laughs> real like proximity flying for 10 minutes? Yeah, well, I mean, it's Martinez, a bit better than three. Martinez asked, does steel have a seven inch? I think he's talking about your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think he was talking about the TBS as well. I don't know. He's a fossil stuff pilot. I think he'll appreciate that. Um, no, yeah, seven inch uh, long range quad is dope. Yeah, these guys are just talking to themselves now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, do they even know yeah. we're up? Yeah, <laughs> what about DRL? They make great vid. Oh, god, do you want to talk about the gates of hell? That's old. They made a new video recently that I haven't watched because I could give a shit less about what they're doing because they're not doing anything for the community and I feel like the same way I feel about air views except um, I don't think I hold air views as low as I hold DRL um, and these are all like personal opinions like obviously they probably are doing something and they're gonna make money and like whatever but you know you gotta 
you got to call a spade a spade and they're literally just trying to milk the industry for what it's not worth by taking pilots that are making dollars on the like pennies on the dollar for um, flying essentially. Cause really everyone in the end wants to be making money doing what they love. That's like the goal of every single person in this hobby. Yeah. The people that own DRL don't do this hobby. So they're just in it for making money. They don't, care about the people the community they don't care about the pilots so when people come to me like all these pilots that are all for the community the guys that are all involved with drl and they're like yeah man it was so sick we got paid like ten dollars a day to go out here and fly in this abandoned place and they put me on a like a red eye flight out there because they couldn't afford to put me on like this one flight like i could see it differently if they were flying people out first class and they were paying them premium money and they were like I could see if they were putting up the pilots, giving them legitimate equipment. Um, but no, they give you a dog of aircraft. They fly out on whatever's convenient for them. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. Well, what's the, who's going to watch it? That, I don't know. I, maybe, uh, I don't know, not anybody in the I industry. Can't, I can't imagine they have a huge budget because there's people in the industry who aren't going to watch it because they don't like, you know, as you say, the sort of the aircraft and, and all the rest of it. And then there's everyone else who's, who's not going to watch it. Cause I mean, why? I think it's like, they're going after that gimmicky, like American Ninja warrior thing. Yeah. Um, I think it feels like they don't even believe in it at all. They just know that if you shout drone for a year or two, um, you know, something the, will happen. Yeah. yeah. I think you're in, this, I think that is a very good assumption of what they, what they think because they've really just been kind of they'll basically put something out realize that it got no traction at all and sucked complete balls and they spend a lot of money on it and then they'll wait six months and see what else happens in the industry and all those guys will drift away to another thing and then they'll be you know and then they'll be shouting about virtual reality and then they'll go away again and you know whatever else it'll be you know yeah yeah i mean right now the whole this there's like this big hype with the hd downlink like it's going to take over analog and stuff and that's not going to happen. I, mean, I can tell you that right now, not in the near future. Um, not, it's just not affordable. It doesn't have the same kind of reception characteristics. Um, and it's also huge. So, I mean, it'll get there eventually, but it's like, I mean, it's like in the eighties or something, someone owned a, a PC and they were like, this is going to change the world. And it did, but it you took know, 20 years. Batteries and, you know, like all the, the cameras and the, you know, video systems, they're all taking little steps forward. So at the end of the day, it's all progress, but I think people are expecting too much from newer tech too soon. Yeah. Well, but it's progress. Yeah. Um, guys, just want to say, hang on, um, massive shout out to Daniel Carboni for pledging to our Patreon. Um, put your YouTube, I'll add it to the uh, um, info on the video. Um, and Erwin Lemon just said, um, I got a bit annoyed by his vid flying over a graveyard. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's to do with DRL. Um, no, that's with me. I flew over a graveyard that was been, that's been like, unsanctioned for over a hundred years there hasn't been a burial in there in a hundred years there's a graveyard built in eight so everyone was like really dead really dead they're only like a day dead that's that's really (laughs) but but if they're really definitely dead for sure (laughs) 
and nobody they're a hundred years dead you're all right so i mean i can be sure i can kind of talk about it a little bit because i know there were a lot of people that were like frustrated that i did that and it's like what's the safest place to fly ever uh well probably where people are dead because nobody's going there (laughs) so um yeah it might be disrespectful um to some people but you got to think about it like if it were a a new graveyard at the back of a church and like church was in session or they had just done a grave like they had just buried somebody and there's like people mourning in the in the cemetery i can see that a problem if it's like an indian burial ground in some in utah or something and there's like an indian reservation on that area honestly the rest of the united states isn't going to give a shit but I would feel bad because the Indians or not Indians, Native Americans have a certain aura about that particular area and they probably don't condone me flying there. Now, when it comes to white males, which is pretty much what most people that are complaining, um, and I'm a white male myself and this is why I'm defiant against them because um, white male, just the United States in general has this mentality that if you don't, if you're not Christian or you don't believe in Jesus or you don't do this certain thing, then you can get the hell out of our country, basically. Um, and I'm very defiant against that. And I, I think it's more along the lines of just people need to fucking learn how to understand what, what is actually doing harm and what is not. Like if, I, if me flying over a graveyard inspires 50 people, but pisses off 400 people. Why are those people actually pissed off? And the positive that I got out of that, even though it's smaller than the random people being pissed off at me, because maybe they're a certain religion and that's like bad to do in their country. No, I think it's probably because you've reminded those 400 people that haven't visited their relative's grave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that they one day will have a grave of their own. And they hope their relatives will visit them. (laughs) And you were just dying to fly there. But um, Tish. That is a joke from a long time ago. (laughs) I I don't know, because there is is a graveyard over here, and I, I thought about flying it, but I don't think I can bring myself. I know some fields that are quad graveyards. I mean, uh, like, what it, <laughs> the the world is a graveyard. Why does a human graveyard mean anything yeah. if if it's not in use? You know, like, I don't know. It's just like a peaceful place. I don't, I don't know. If it is. Just, yeah, but if it was a phantom with some peaceful music, would it? Would you people have reacted the same way? Probably not. I, no, I, it probably would have pissed me off more. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, at least at least the race squad's in and out. You know what I mean. Um, I, I flew multiple batteries there, but I, I'm just giving you like perspective. If it was an Inspire and someone was hired to go fly, and it was like the intro to a scene where I don't know, say like someone's family member just died, and they flew an Inspire over the grave, and they filmed during the recession or whatever you call it when they're burying them. Um, I don't know anything about dying people because i've been to many things but i don't i don't condone with matt religion stuff so i don't yeah i don't do most of that but anyways yeah i mean if it was an inspire doing like a documentary on death and it was flying around but, but then you didn't probably put the, got commission uh, permission or whatever 
I mean, but the promotion has nothing to do with it. It's more about the noise that people were. They're like, dude, you're flying in a graveyard. But if someone put like soft music to a video of an Inspire flying I know, over a graveyard, exactly. what if they were flying over graves but taking pictures for a wedding video because it was happening in a church? Yeah, you know, yeah, same, someone going to say thing. you can't do, uh, you know, can't overfly a grave. And then you're going to be like, well, you can't, I want a picture of me in the dress. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess a good way to do this would just be to go back with a phantom, fly over the same graveyard at the same time of day and edit it in a way that makes people somber and respectful. Yeah. gives the opposite opinion and then have B roll of the fucking phantom going right. Like flying around the fucking graveyard. That would be genuinely interesting. You see, if you played the one and then the other, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is acceptable. And then you cut to the B-roll, and everyone is suddenly, oh, it's a disgrace. Yep, that's what, that's what would happen. I'm going to do it now. So the people in here will look out for that fucking video because it's coming out. <laughs> this is all my Excellent. fault. But I'm, um, I'm going to take, take the, I the, I the badass I might blame here, Jack. Yeah. Are you going to title that Jack from Let's Drone Out, You're a Dickhead? Or just... No, I'll title it... Um. Oh, um I'll title it uh, as a bird flies through a somber graveyard in summer evening or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, no, you need something like that. Oh, man. Um, and then I'll title another one, DJI Phantom flies through graveyard at 100 miles an hour. And then it's the same footage, but just with a different title and different music, and it'll fucking completely blow please, people's minds. Please, please make it like King Diamond or something on that video. You'll, you'll have mad respect. Um... I just want to say that this is the worst day of my life. Neil Cody, oh. thank you. And yeah, big, also, shout, big shout out to Neil yeah, Cody. Uh, yeah, and also screw you. He just donated $50 per month. That means that Jack has to get up uh, and and be less lazy and make him get off his butt and make some shirts. You'll get mm-hmm. a limited edition T-shirt signed by all the hosts. Hey, well done. Um, cheers. cheers, Neil. But this raw, raw does come with a consequence that Jack now hates you and will complain <laughs> about you on the show. <laughs> I love your store. I no longer love you. Oh, I um, do. Oh, I do. Because you get yeah. him off his arse. Yeah. So well done, Neil. When, when, when you die, Neil, if I live longer than you, I will fly at your grave now. Just to <laughs> with a phantom. Up and down, <laughs> landing on your grave. So... Uh, You've had but let's let's moment. hope it's like a Phantom Seven Hundred, not like in the yeah. near future, eh? Yeah. yeah, totally. So, yep, you're star. Damn you! I've actually got a make. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh. Promise. You promise? Oh man! Someone please donate a hundred so Tony has to get naked. Please. I didn't even agree to this. I haven't even seen this or signed any contracts. Yeah. No, that's it. So 100, 100 pounds or $100 or $100, $100 yeah. Someone does that. Dollars? has got to get naked. So that's like, it's only like 90 quid. I can afford that. Do I don't it, want to see it. Though. Well, do it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to participate, thanks. Still, you got to do it, man. What am I doing? <laughs> You're getting naked, but let's try now. Um, I think that we of... might be heading towards the end of today's broadcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, also, mad respect for the um, 28 Drones Later Day reference, because that's a British film, 
and do you like horror? And I love Resident Evil, and I just wondered, are you the same? What? Are you talking to me? Yeah. 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 What about horror? Uh, you made the you know phantom chasing oh, your yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, I just wondered. Yeah, are you a horror fan? Um, I like Resident Evil. I just wondered. You know, I mean, I like Resident Evil, but I don't like go out of my way to watch them on on like my free time or anything. No, that's no, fine. You, you play that game. We're, we're definitely not talking about the films. You play Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, I played. I played two on PS two, I think, and it was yeah. like the scariest thing ever. Oh, it's the best. Leon's cool. Claire's cool. Ada's cool. Oh, yeah. Sherry's annoying, but yeah, I, I God, I love Resident Evil one, two, three, four, and that's it. And it's let's Resident Evil out with yeah. Jack. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care. No, it inspires me. I don't know. You know, I've got to think of something now. You know, I definitely want to get more creative with my videos. Have you played like, The Last of Us, Jack, if you like the Resident uh, I watched, yeah, I watched a, a playthrough of that, but we're getting dangerously off topic. Again. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, this is sick. What? <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at something on Facebook right now. It's called like the Phantom 4 Falcon Edition Kit. And oh. it's like... Put the link stupid. in the chat. Put the link in the chat oh. so we can all have a look. I wonder how much it is. It's... It's got to be expensive. Yeah, oh, it's $3,000. To purple it up a notch. What happened? I heard a rumor, and I don't know whether it's true. Um, hang on. What's the deal with air views? Would love for Steel to elaborate from BSM Web. Is that Paul? or? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, apparently from Gabe. Paul's got Paul's got me on Skype. I don't know why you just don't message me direct on Facebook. Is that Thomas or Paul? Like who? You said no, Gabe. Scott. Who's Gabe? Gabe, yeah, one of our lads. Yeah, one of our that. lads. One, he's, oh, he's part it, of the trusted inner circle. Okay, so he basically wants to know what's up with interviews. Yeah, mm. I've got. Uh, no idea. I mean, I just posted something recently about. Um, I asked a, I asked a question. I didn't even accuse anything of anything. I can read it for you. Okay. It's basically a question about air views. Um, if the, if I thought they were, I asked people what they thought of air views, and it turned into this like epic explosion of things on the Rotor Riot page. Um, hold on, I'm finding it. I, I also heard that you got a lot of hate from the DJI fans about what you've done and your sacrilege to the the the, the phantom i don't know was about that, hate true? i got forty thousand views in a week on a phantom flying in a parking lot oh, i don't know if that's considered hate yeah no i don't know i'm no, wrong my sources are wrong <laughs> were they the ones inside your head <laughs> yeah totally yeah i don't know where you got all those sources uh, let's Jack, see. Don't worry, you get used to it. Jack talks a lot of shit. Jack <laughs> doesn't know what's going on anymore. Without Frank telling him, what's well, yeah, we are. Yeah, without Frank, we're what two hours past the normal finishing time. I know. Uh, we've we've had a few drifts off topic. We've um, not Jack's great. Got to make some t-shirts. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Neil. this is a long one. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so I said, I said, hey, guys, uh, I have some questions. Do you think Airviews is going to take over the drone video internet space? I have mixed feelings about this company and what they're actually bringing to the industry. It seems everything they do is based around cornering the market and putting themselves into the spotlight. Obviously, more exposure is needed to grow a brand, but paying pilots small amounts of money and ha- that had large YouTube followings to exclusively upload to airviews.com, this seems a little wrong, and honestly, I think it's detrimental to upcoming pilots' growth and gaining momentum brand or gaining brand momentum. Let me know what you think, if you think Airviews is, is doing good or just sucking a life from the industry and its pilots steal. And I basically put a picture of the thing from Stranger Things, the uh, jet, whatever, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I put their logo over the top of the picture. And it's got like 130 comments, and they're all long-winded comments. They're not just normal, like whatever short comments and I basically put it up there because I see and the reason I did this was because I don't know if you guys remember but about three months ago um like Maddie Maddie stunts was gaining a lot of popularity really quickly yeah um and then all of a sudden he just like fell off the face of the earth and I was like what what happened like where'd he go what what is he doing these days and then I kind of stumbled upon him on Airviews because I was curious because someone had told me that a couple people had started exclusively posting on Airviews like I think Kenneth Liu, uh, Flying Bear, and then that Conrad dude. I think all of those guys post on Airviews right pretty regularly, and I was curious as to what kind of subscription the following they were getting. And I was looking at their videos and stuff, and like they're getting like forty views, fifty views, maybe a hundred views. Um, which is almost impossible on YouTube if you have more than 10 subscribers Um, because these videos had been out for months. These were not just like new videos. Um, And I kind of looked at my, because I have an account on there, had I completely deleted it because I was, before I posted that, I was like, well, I'm going to completely disassociate myself from this whole thing before I post this because I'm pretty sure people are going to cry. And yeah, I mean, I just was curious as to why people that had a significant following on YouTube and had significant view counts were dropping their YouTube channels and going to this this platform that essentially is floundering right now. Um, and I was just curious why people would do that. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with Airviews as a company or as the people that run it. They're all pretty cool people, and I've had good conversations with them. But when it comes to taking away from the community by taking some of its cornerstone pilots away, not cornerstone, but, you know, like trusted people that are in the community um, that are basically singling themselves out by going to this platform because they're getting paid, I think, from what I've been told, about $500 um, a month for two videos a month, which is... I mean, that's good money, but you're losing all of the the following that you had. You're losing the views that you were getting. You're, you're losing that credibility. You're losing people commenting. You're losing your spotlight, per se. And is that worth $500 a month? And I've had multiple people argue that point with me saying, well, yeah, they're getting paid to do what they love, but that's like getting a 
uh, like a welfare check or something in the mail. Like it's, it's enough, but it's not enough to do anything with like, if you need $500 extra a month and it's worth ruining your reputation, then cool. But I don't think any of these people are in that kind of situation. Or he might not care about his reputation. There's that. No, all, all of these people care about their reputation. All the people that have switched Airviews, um, they're hoping that they're getting more traffic through Airviews because Airviews is promoting their videos. But in reality, like they'll promote... They're prom- yeah, they well. I don't even know if the views are real because a lot of the views that I see, they'll have one video that's got like 10,000 views and then they'll have another video that's got 10. So like did 10,000 people watch a video or did say, say 5,000 people say someone, everyone watched it twice. Say out of 5,000 people that watched that video, they didn't think that it was cool enough to go look at the person's profile and maybe follow them or watch another one of their videos. Yeah. So it just, it kind of astounds me at how these people are uh, giving up really. And it, it also is funny because it's, it's actually kind of hilarious how most of the people that are affiliated with Airviews are affiliated with ZRL. And most of the people that are affiliated with ZRL are, they're all kind of like, they don't like Rotor Riot. They don't like what, what I'm doing. They don't like what Sharpoo's doing. They don't, they have a problem with, like what most people in the community are essentially looking up to, which is having fun and using reliable things, using reliable rigs. But <laughs> I don't know if that's a reality or maybe it's just a picture I painted in my head. Do you guys see any of that? Mm. No, I can't say I do see that much. Um, I think the other thing on YouTube is it, it's easier if- it will start showing up your next videos if you leave it these days or at least related videos and to be honest it's a trusted platform yeah why would you start with reputation for it yeah what well, it's you know when a, a satellite channel buys a TV show lots of people stop watching it don't they exactly it's the same yeah. thing it's a microcosm of the what sort of happens yeah but I, yeah, I, the industry is so small. Like, why would you even? Well, exactly. No, I think I think you're right. You imagine just you know going into a hole where suddenly ten people are looking at your stuff. Yeah, and, you, um, and you're and you're barred from the main medium of like like look. All right, here here's a great example. Um, let me bring him up on YouTube as well. Just just a, just as an example, so that you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, um, Paul from BS, is it BMS Web? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, still for the explanation. Don't think most of us realised this exclusive deal was happening. Yeah. I so I don't. I don't really think it's. Ex- I mean, well, I thought it was exclusive until the point that I saw. Um, I saw like or the the CEO of the company, Mike Israel actually went on there and commented. I didn't read the comment, but you know, whatever, apparently it's not, um, it's not exclusive, but the thing is, is they're not going to promote a video that's posted on another platform. So like, I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. There's a guy named Kenneth Liu. His name's flying bear. Correct. Do you guys know of him? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, regardless, 
he was kind of someone that was up and coming in the industry. Like he has a name for himself. He's usually featured on like, he's a DRL pilot. Like he does certain stuff. Anyways, he has a YouTube account. He's posted 230 videos. He's got about a thousand subscribers. His average view count is between a hundred and 300 views. And he's got a thousand people. And let's just click on one of his most recent videos that he posted two days ago and see if he's got any comments. So he's got 19 likes and he's got one comment. Like people are actually commenting and interacting with him on his content. Um, so on Airviews, which is he's a sponsored Airviews pilot, he's supposed to only promote his Airviews stuff. He's got 59 followers, which equates to 59 subscribers. He's subscribed to 24 people and the video he posted three days ago has 28 views. The video he posted seven days ago has 59 views. The video he posted two weeks ago has 200 views. The video he posted 22 days ago has 57 views. So no, no video I'm looking on his whole thing right here has over 300 views. But he's posting, posting these videos on like social media and repping the company. But he's not getting any traction basically. Well, he's doing better than me on my multi-rotor videos. Well, I mean, I'm just giving you an example of someone that's like, that actually genuinely like was someone people were looking up to. And now that he's exclusive, exclusive on here, it's like, well, he's got 20 comments on this one video. That's got 50 views. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that's, I don't know. I love these guys. I like I like these people. I'm just trying to basically give the devil's advocate of why you would do this to yourself, um, because it is it it is affecting some key players in the industry in a negative way. And I'm I don't want to, I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see people basically going under the radar because they've signed this deal with the devil, making like a dollar every month or whatever. Must be the money. I mean, um, you know, it's, is it really all about the views? But then equally, it's just like, I totally get where you're coming from, where if you're, you know, if you're um, like uploading videos onto YouTube and you're inspiring people and you're on a platform where people, you know, you're accessible and you're sharing the information and growing the hobby and then you just kind of box yourself in the corner, it's, it's yeah. I get it. It's crazy. Well, it's hurting you. It's making it more accessible for new people, which is, I know what they don't want. No one is saying, yeah, I put a lot of work into this industry and making my name for myself. Now I'm just going to drag it through the dirt because that's what I want to do because I'm making a little bit of money. And I know that's not what they want, but it's just, it's just funny that people will, will do that. And it, yeah. I, I don't even consider it. I, I'm essentially doing this and talking about all these people in general and stating these things because I genuinely am sorry that it's happening to them. I'm not doing it because I feel like I have an upper hand on somebody and I'm basically rubbing it in their face that they're not doing a certain thing the way that I think they should do it. I'm genuinely seeing a decrease in their popularity because of something they're doing and I'm basically stating it so that maybe someone will listen and change their ways before they get pushed too far aside. Because it's so hard to make a name for yourself these days. It is so ridiculously hard to get a video noticed on social media. 
And if you had people that were watching your videos pretty regularly and you had a, a crowd that you were like, dude, I got, I got a solid 2,000 subscribers that will watch my videos every time I post them and I'm going to abandon them because I get paid $500 to do this. Is $500 worth abandoning even 100 people or even 30 people that are genuinely interested in your content? Hmm. Maybe you guys have no, like, maybe I think you it don't. probably depends how many dollars you've got. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it does. And I, I agree with that, but I just, yeah. Yeah. What were Whatever. you going to say? Maybe you guys. I was going to say, maybe you guys don't agree with me at all. And it sounds like that's the case, but. No, no I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, but people might just want the money over the people, over the viewers. That's so at the, the end of the day. When... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess at the end of the day, is that really what, like, that's what I get accused of, honestly, is being a sellout sometimes. Being like this guy that does this because it genuinely increases my odds of doing something that benefits me in a way and I'm not giving back to the community and blah, 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 blah. But yet, the people that aren't in the spotlight, and I, I know it's just a thing where like more popular people are going to get criticized more. But obviously, if you're if you have a genuine audience that's following you, and then you'd aban- abandon that audience, but your audience wasn't big enough for it to affect them significantly enough to actually go publicly with it online and start complaining about it, I still don't think it's right. But you know, that's just my. I, mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's also all a bit vague. I think a lot of people are just not going to know where to look. Yeah. You know, they're just, like you say, just see people stop posting and you're not going to start just for everyone you follow. A lot of people follow quite a lot of people, uh, a lot of flyers. You might just assume that they've gone on holiday for a bit or got a different job or, yep. you know, you don't immediately think, oh, I must immediately start searching the web. Yeah. Maybe I'm just looking at it at more of a gen, more of a. If if I were, I'm looking at it from the view viewpoint of if I were the viewer, and if my if my favorite TV show went offline with no with no um, explanation and it just started popping up on some other random channel or something that I didn't know about and yeah, you'd be annoyed. Them, you'd be annoyed. I, yeah. No, I I agree with you. All right. Um. Right. So shall we? start winding this up i think we should i'm planning on coming out with a motor eventually but i don't know know who the hell is going to do it or where it's going to come from because apparently what i say is the opposite of what people that design motors want to do right now and unfortunately you said you you may not like it and there may have you know (laughs) yeah be designed so (laughs) well i mean it's not that i don't like it it's more of a reason that no one listens to what my needs are and they just they go into what they think the need it will fulfill which for everyone these days is the ultimate power output everyone wants this high high power output they don't care about amp draw so if you want to blow up a 1300 every single battery you fly then that's that's on you, but I've been flying the same batteries for six months with no significant power decrease from what I see on every single other person's video that's posting online. And I can tell you right now that everyone out there isn't running the same setup as me. So, yeah. um, I, I've gone for the lower KV, you know, the Cobra 19, 
60, yeah, KV. And that's what I'm really preferring then to the old uh, 2205, um, 2300s. Yeah, well, those are 2205, 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. I, yeah, I've, I've gone for a lower KV. I reckon the 2000 marks where people want to be at now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, with the lighter weight. Because um, I think that's what's giving you such low um, low f- flying times and killing your batteries a lot, Tone. Yeah. I reckon it's too much KV. Uh, well, 20, my, 20, my, 20, my 180, 26,000 KV is like, two, is like one and a half minutes. It's just ridiculous. Well, if you're running a four-inch prop, that should be fine. But Or if you're running a quad that weighs 200 grams, that should be fine. But if you're running a 600, 700 gram quad with a GoPro and you're running 2600 kV, that's not, not that's not sustainable. No, no, it's not. Still it's sounding not tired. No, I'm um, just laying down. Uh, you had a question um, about do you fly a wing? If you watched his la- latest video, he does, and I don't think you like flying them when you're alone. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, they're just a pain in the butt. I have to go to a specific place to fly it. We were a mini quad. I just put it in the back of my car with all my all my stuff, and I just kind of go wherever I want. I just pull over and fly. It doesn't matter. Where a wing, I have to have a designated spot. I usually bring a ground station, and I got big batteries. I got to chuck that thing, and then I'm in the air for 10 minutes, and if I have a spotter, a legitimate spotter, they don't want to stand there and watch me for 10 minutes. So... So now there's going to be a phantom of wings, as it were, with the disco. <laughs> Have you seen that? Parrot, um, Parrot, who made the AR drone, and now they're on wings. So that can be, yeah. right, be uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one last thing for the UK guys is that Frank is working on a little um, like open form where you can send your displeasures in having to be registered and then it's going to kill the hobby in two years because you're not allowed to prototype or scratch build or do anything unless you probably work for amazon or dji um so yeah the hobby will be killed dead so you might actually want to do something as soon as i find out more from frank um let's make a big feature of it next week yeah please do something about it next week we've got paul and thomas on so tune in and think of lots of questions to ask them. We have got an ask, ask, and it's a let's drone out as usual. Um, still, I just want to say thank you so much for all your time. Sorry it went on for so long, but we really okay. have enjoyed talking to you. I hope that one day you'll come back on the show and you don't want to kill us all. Yeah, and don't true. forget the crowdfunder. Yep. And for modern slavery, pulling thing, people to England. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get uh, you guys over. Yeah. So if and, you're listening in, yeah. crowdfunder.co.uk/slash get hyphen rotors hyphen riot hyphen two hyphen England. Okay. Help help uh, steal. Yeah, that would be that is kind of a thing that we didn't really talk about is potential like sponsorship for me to go places because I don't have way to pay for this going places that I'm going to be either coming out of pocket or having Rotor Riot fund my travels. Um, so Let's see if we can get Jack what? to strip tease and fund that for you. Yeah, no worries. More more naked photos of Tony. I'll make a calendar of Tony. God's sake! 
<laughs> oh my god. Do I get any thing in this? Or, you know. No, no, Tony, you're, you're just the star. Yeah. Right. Manipulate. Yeah, that's it. I want to make sure that you can never become a teacher in the UK. <laughs> Huge massive thanks to you all for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Sorry about the technical issues at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being so patient. Thanks, man. Cheers, dude. For all the listeners supporting us. And uh, if you do get here over here in the UK, feel free to take your frustrations out of Tony. I'll let you slap him about a bit. We've got a van. You can put him in. (laughs) He's he's vegan. You can't do that. You, Jack. Let's just feed you. We slap your meat eaters a bit. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with me that. teaching. Yeah. Um, anyway. No comment. No comment. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. Right, good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in into Let's Drone. And it's been Let's Drone, drone, drone tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steel. Thanks, Steel. thanks Steel. mate. You're awesome. Right. Subscribe to Steel. Cool, man. See you guys. Cheers, dude. Bye. Bye. You think a lot about shooting stuff. He's American. We're talking about shooting stuff. Oh, yeah, he's an American. <laughs> <laughs> he loves yeah, you got, you got to be caring at all times here or you're going to die. <laughs>